From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 1st of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the lockdown files. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we explain everything that's happening in politics in March. But first... What are the lockdown files? In a bombshell revelation today, the British newspaper The Telegraph has published its first article in a series they're calling The Lockdown Files. In total, they claim they've obtained access to more than 100,000 WhatsApp messages between senior politicians and civil servants, which span the entirety of the coronavirus pandemic. In total, these messages contain more than 2.3 million words. The messages were given to the newspaper by Isabel Oakshot, a journalist who herself was supplied with the messages by none other than the former health secretary Matt Hancock. Back when Matt Hancock was writing his Lockdown Diaries book, he enlisted the help of Oakshot, who waded through the messages and helped him piece together the timeline of events in government. Today, though, Oakshot has argued that we absolutely cannot wait any longer for answers. In essence, she believes that the current civil service investigation into the government's response to the pandemic will end up as a whitewash and that it is far more illuminating to read these extraordinary messages. So that's how and why The Telegraph is publishing the messages. But what has been discovered from them so far? One of the most shocking findings so far is how Matt Hancock acted in relation to the testing of those who entered care homes. On the 24th of April 2020, Hancock got a message from a civil servant telling him that the top recommendation is that you agree to prioritise testing of asymptomatic staff and residents in care homes where an outbreak has been recorded within the past 14 days. Hancock agreed, but only if it does not get in the way of actually fulfilling the capacity in testing. Hancock was referring to his self-imposed target of 100,000 COVID tests per day out in the community. It seems that Hancock was more concerned about hitting this target than ensuring testing of those that entered care homes. This was a problem because Professor Sir Chris Whitty had advised the government that all testing should be going into care homes. Later in the pandemic, Hancock stated that the strongest route of the virus into care homes, unfortunately, is community transmission. So it was staff testing that was the most important thing for keeping people safe in care homes. Between March 2020 and January 2022, 274,063 care home residents died of COVID-19. Okay, so that's the main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. It's been reported today that 36 people have died and 85 injured in a train collision in central Greece. The collision took place between a passenger train and a freight train in the region of Thessaly. The governor of the city described the crash as very strong and confirmed that the first four carriages had been almost completely destroyed. Swiftly after the crash, 194 passengers were evacuated from the train on buses. Local newspapers have reported that relatives of those on board the trains have been waiting in the local city to try and see if their loved ones were one of those evacuated. The police and the fire brigade worked through the night at the scene, with the fire brigade making a statement at about 5.30am. 
There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The candidate from Nigeria's ruling party has been declared the winner of the country's presidential election. Bola Tinubu won 37% of the vote according to official results. His main opponents, Ataku Abubakar and Peter Obi, received 29% and 25% respectively. Tinubu is the former governor of Lagos and is known as a political godfather. Despite this, he lost his home state to outside candidate Peter Obi, who won strong support from youth voters. The 70-year-old political veteran will take over from outgoing President Muhammadu Buhari, who was limited to two terms. Tinubu takes the helm of Africa's most populous country at a crucial moment. Economic difficulty, a cash shortage crisis and growing insecurity, including an Islamist insurgency in the northeast. His opponents' parties have called the election a sham and demanded a rerun of the vote because of logistical and technological difficulties and delays in results. Tinubu has called for unity and acknowledged some lapses, but said they were relatively few in number and were immaterial to affect the outcome of this election. For more on the Nigerian election, watch our full video over on TLDR Global. More than three years since the COVID-19 outbreak in Wuhan, China, questions are still being asked about the virus's origin. According to a classified report to lawmakers quoted by media outlets this week, the US Energy Department has concluded with low confidence that the pandemic likely started from a laboratory leak in China. Also this week, the FBI's director, Christopher Wray, said his agency has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan, though the FBI's work on this continues. It highlights a division in the US intelligence community as to the exact origin of the virus. The FBI and Energy Department lean towards the accidental lab leak theory. Four other agencies and a national intelligence panel still think it was likely the result of natural transmission from animals, and two remain undecided, according to the Wall Street Journal. The US has called for China to be more honest about COVID's origins. China says there is little, if any, credibility in the US's conclusions about the lab leak theory. In some uplifting news, Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl has proven why he is considered the nicest man in rock by spending 16 hours barbecuing for more than 450 homeless people in Los Angeles. Grohl collaborated with a Hope Mission in LA, where he cooked up ribs, pork butt, brisket cabbage, coleslaw and more. Rock on, Dave. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to see our discussion of everything that's happening in politics in March, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.